When the two leads of your hit children's action-adventure franchise are too old to play the titular Spy Kids, but still too young for the sequel to be about their own children, there's only one solution. Make a movie about their step-cousins. It's 2011, six years after Sharkboy and Lava Girl, and our boy Robert Rodriguez has gone back to his bread and butter. The OSS may have shut down the Spy Kids initiative, but Robert still thinks it's got some life left in it. This week, we're talking about Spy Kids all the time in the world. This is Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we, much like Emile Hirsch's character in Into the Wild, have haphazardly taken on a task that is not suitable for any mortal man and will surely be punished by Mother Nature for our arrogance to think that we have the physical and mental fortitude required to watch every single Spy Kids movie in the span of just a couple of months. In other words, this is a podcast where we watch the movies we loved as kids with our adult eyes. I'm Eli Shapsmith. And I'm Clint Good Lord Page. <laughs> it felt it felt a little bit uh, it felt necessary for us to sort of tweak the intro here because I don't know if you're feeling as exhausted as I am. <laughs> oh but, man, I feel like I've been punched having to watch this movie. Do you feel like you are five gentlemen lined up in a line and you got punched by Joel McHale with one single punch? Yes, I feel like I'm. 27 Jeremy Pivens in a circle with one <laughs> Alexa Vega tied to a rope being punched in the face. <laughs> wow. We, Clint and I did not even uh, try to really mask our feelings about this one before <laughs> we started recording. Not one bit. Uh, we are talking about the fourth installment in the Spy Kids franchise today. Spy Kids 4 all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Spy Kids 4D all the time in the world. That's Thank true. you very much. There's a couple of different versions that they've stylized the title. Um, yeah. 4D because there are four dimensions. One of them is smell. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. <laughs> but let's just try to have a little bit of fun before we start talking about this particular work of art. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to these last couple weeks? Anything crazy? Have you been to- No. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a pretty lonely last couple weeks. Why? Uh, Reason being is uh, my fiance has been in Costa Rica for the past uh, 10 days. Hey, that's fun. Well, it's fun for her, but I only get to talk to her like once, maybe twice a day if I'm lucky. Uh Uh-huh. So it's been a little lonely, not going to lie. But I have gotten some... uh, quality bro time out of desperation from my friends me having to ask them to hang out because i'm incredibly lonely so not me uh, though we haven't hung out well you're also in a different city we don't live that close by no not really but i did see a movie fairly recently that i know you saw too i saw a bunch of movies recently but what movie did you see i saw deadpool 2 oh man the meta the meta rude violent superhero movie (laughs) Yeah, it's so meta is the thing. It's like it's so it's so meta. The thing is, is that the fourth wall is broken so much. It's goodbye, fourth wall. There's no fourth wall anymore because it's just been broken so much. Yeah. What did you think of it? The movie? I loved the first one. Uh I know I know you not so much, but I loved it just because it was very different and it got a lot of passes for me just because it was so different. Yeah. Um, And it was really low budget. And I liked that about it. 
Uh, this one, it seemed like it had a much higher budget, which it kind of took away the charm from it. And it, it was good, but it just wasn't as good for me. Yeah. I I think I hate it less than I did when I walked out of the theater upon thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just not it's not really my thing. It's more the way a lot of people talk about the movie that annoys me. There's less than the movie itself. There I did get some good laughs. There were some good jokes. Give me some give me some examples of the annoying way people talk about it. Oh man, it's just like it's not like other superhero movies. <laughs> it's like this one's like funny. Um I'm sorry, did you see Infinity War? Infinity War had a lot of good jokes in it. <laughs> Yeah, this one you see blood. There's like, like he like, he like kills people, and you like see it, <laughs> and he like chops their arms off and stuff. You like actually feel like people are dying. In it's this. like, it feels real to me watching Deadpool cutting off people's limbs. And I like it. I like to feel like there's blood flying out. I like, I like to like feel it. alive. I like the smell of vision, the aroma scope, the way <laughs> they hand you the little card when you walk into the theater and you sma- and it's got like just some pictures on there. One of them's like a dude getting his head cut off and you scratch it when he cuts off that dude's head and it's like mm, I smell the Smells carnage. like pennies. <laughs> just like pennies. Every picture is just pennies and and you just smell it any time. All the scratch and sniffs are just pennies. <laughs> it's just <laughs> loose change. That should be the tagline for Deadpool 3 if it happens. It smells like pennies. Deadpool 2, it's just a bunch of pennies. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I should I, I should probably chill on hating on that movie. It's mm. it's it, it had its moments. I enjoyed some aspects of it. Mm. Um What else did you see? You said you saw a bunch. <laughs> I have been to the movie theater Four times in the last three days. I saw. Oh, that's too many times. That's too many times. I have a lot to do. Um, I saw the movie Solo on mm-hmm. uh, the premiere night. Hey, I liked it. It wasn't amazing. I liked it, though. It was fun. Fun movie. So it's you, like, dis- you disagree with the uh, with the critics at Cannes? Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there have been some positive uh, reception of it. but Some? Yeah, it hasn't had amazing review. I, I I it's like Pirates of the Caribbean in space is the way I have been summing it up. And I love Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. It's a fun little space heist romp. I like it. It took it took me a minute to realize that you weren't saying that there was a Pirates of the Caribbean in space movie. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking I was like, I know one. I, I know mean, two. I'm familiar with the others. Where's the space one in this? Pirates of the Caribbean. Space is an ocean, baby. That's what the movie's <laughs> called. <laughs> yeah, that one was a good one. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Depp's not even in that one. It's just all about Jeffrey Rush's character, and like, hey, what he Captain Barbosa is one of the best cinematic characters I've ever seen. Well, okay, <laughs> the old the old Barbosa. I like him a lot. Yeah, he he is part of what makes those movies so fun. Yeah, He's I great. agree. Um, okay, so I saw Solo the next day. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a half day of work, so I saw Solo again that afternoon by myself (laughs) and uh, liked it a little bit better the second time. Fun movie. It's good. That night, buddy of mine wanted to see Deadpool 2. We went and saw Deadpool 2. The next day, guess what movie I saw? 
Oh, man. I know what movie you saw because I'm looking at the show notes. <laughs> it's Book Club, baby. Ah, oh, man. It's about how many four old How women. many moms were in there? Oh, literally everyone but me and my friends. So, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's a fun little movie. It's about some old women in a book club, and they read Fifty Shades of Grey, and that changes mm-hmm. their lives forever. <laughs> it's a really fun concept for a movie. Uh, Craig T. Nelson is peak Craig T. Nelson in this movie. My personal friend, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, you saw him at Chili's once. I think I saw, I know you tweeted it out, a screenshot, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I was at Chili's, and there was a man sitting at the booth right next to the entrance that I swear to you was Craig T. Nelson. He was there with some children and, a, and an older woman, and he and I made eye contact, and he kind of looked at me like, I know that you recognize that I'm Craig T. Nelson, but say nothing. And I- so I... I took Mr. Nelson's advice and, and said nothing to him. <laughs> he just like gave you the, the finger across the throat like, don't you dare. I'm just yeah. trying to have an evening out, out at Chili's. Oh, I'm, man. I'm just trying to eat my chicken crispers. We, <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> we got to get sponsored by Chili's ASAP. Because ASAP. we are kind of slaying the uh, the casual dining game at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, all, they all love us. Um, yeah. So... Uh, there was one movie that I saw. Um, that's that's all the movies I saw this weekend. There was one that I saw about a week ago. It yeah. is a movie called Show Dogs, starring TV's I love Will Arnett. Show Dogs. <laughs> have you seen it? I love Show Dogs. You you haven't? Oh, you love Show Dogs? The noun, the plural noun. No, wait. Who who made this movie? Uh, I don't know who made it. It was Will Arnett's, like the main dude. I think I know what movie you're talking about. I bet you haven't seen it. <laughs> Is it how old is the movie? It it's in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Oh, I haven't seen it then. Yeah, no, it's oh, it's I'm insane. So sorry. I so, was trying. I was thinking of Best in Show. Okay. Um, it was directed by Raha Gosnell, who is mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. else has he directed? Um, Big Mama's House. Okay, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Never been kissed. Scooby Doo. He directed Scooby Doo. Oh man. Wait, the live action Scooby Doo movie? Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, this movie's not good, and I wouldn't recommend it. Um, <laughs> Two point eight on IMDb. Oh gosh. Saw it anyway. There it, now. Shaquille O'Neal is in the movie, and he plays just this like really chill sheepdog, and it's like <laughs> he's the best part of the movie by far. Every time he opens his mouth, I was cracking up. Shaquille O'Neal, a really chill sheepdog. <laughs> so. Yeah. So tell me, because I was thinking of um, Best in Show, which is a really funny movie that I would recommend to everyone. Okay. Um, tell me, what is Show Dogs about? Oh, it's, okay, in theory it's a lot of fun. Because it's basically yeah. a buddy cop movie, but one of the cops is a dog. But here's the <laughs> twist, is the dog is a better cop than the human. <laughs> and he's like annoyed okay. with, Will Arnett's the human, and the dog is like, they're trying to, uh, there's there's like these dog nappers that are, they kidnap this panda or something, and they're trying to infiltrate the dog, sh- the big dog show in Las Vegas, you know, that mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, that big one. And so they're, they they go undercover. The dog is trying to be a show dog, but he meets a, a female show dog that he falls in love with, but he finds out that it's much harder to be a show dog than he thinks it is. It's like that kind of a thing. Uh, that but sounds like a 30 Rock sketch. Yeah, it kind of does, but it, it, without the fun, because it's th- the movie's not fun. It's not good. 
But also, I like I like the premise of that though. Yeah, no, there it you could have made a fun movie about that. But there is one scene in the movie. I won't go into it because uh it is just a bummer. Like there's <laughs> one scene in the movie that like really has some some problematic messaging <laughs> and uh, people have been writing about it extensively and they've actually announced that they're going to re-edit the movie because it is so bad. Really? <laughs> yes. It's just one brief scene that's like what it seems to be saying is bonkers. And I'll just let the listeners go and Google that themselves because I don't want it. It's a, like it's really a bummer. <laughs> so that's all the movies that I've seen recently. You've seen um, way too many movies. I've seen too many movies. One of them was Show Dogs. <laughs> uh, don't recommend it. I did, like, you know me, Clint. You know me well enough to I know, do know you. that when I say I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do it right, and I'm not going to cut corners. And so mm. when we started a movie, uh, or sorry, when we started a podcast about kids' movies, I decided I need to be informed about the kids' movies that come out. And yeah. So when I saw the poster for the movie Show Dogs, I said, I will see that so I know what the kids are into these days. Yeah. And it like it was hard, but I did it. You know what else was hard? What? Watching Spy Kids 4 all the time in the world. <laughs> this was, ah, oh man, this was a sweat. <laughs> We've said that the last two episodes, and so I do want to go ahead and say up front, I think I actually did like this better than Sharkboy and Lava Girl and Spike Kids 3, but not much Oh, I more. agree. Okay, I agree great. 100%. Yeah. I think yeah. so far out of, like, if we're doing a ranking system, which I'm hesitant to do right now, seeing as we're not quite through with the uh, the long run series that we're doing, um, yeah. it would go 1, 2, 4, Sharkboy, Lava Girl 3. Yeah, same. Exact same for me. Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, this one's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. So they did, like, it is Spy Kids. I've seen Spy Kids all the time in the world. I've seen Spy Kids 4 all the time in the world. I've seen Spy Kids 4D all the time in the world in the marketing. Um, the 4D. Yeah, which one is it? it? I think the official is Spy Kids all the time in the world. Yeah, that's kind of the um, general consensus because, you know, n- now that nobody's going to buy this movie. Well, some no one, no one will buy this movie. But I mean, I I'm hesitant to think. Do you think when they sold the movies, do they have the little scratch and sniff things with them? Um, that's a good question. I bet they did. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I bet, I bet they sold a version that had the scratch and sniff. So they called it a Romascope, and literally, when you buy your movie ticket, they hand you a, a scratch and sniff card, mm-hmm. which is I I wish that I had put more effort into thinking about the times in the movie when there was probably a cue to sniff something, but I didn't really think about that as well. Oh, as I, I did. It. And oh, okay. it, it wasn't, um, you know, whenever you make a 3D movie and they're heavily relying on 3D, kind of like they did in Spy Kids 3, uh-huh. like somebody would reach towards the screen and you'd be like, oh, okay, they're trying to promote the 3D. I could tell before I knew that this was like a 4D aromascope thing, uh, that it was like, there are points in there where it was like, why are they emphasizing like a smell or an odor so much in this. Oh, and then after yeah. I read, like, oh, okay, it's because they're wanting you to smell it. Yep. Like, for instance, you know when uh, the dog, um, what was his name? What was the dog's name? Uh, Argonaut. Yeah, that's right. Argonaut. The dog, um, he he uh, he farted, and there was a big old stink cloud that flew over the kids. Oh, of course. Yeah, that was supposed to be one of the points. <laughs> Here, let me just pick up my scratch and sniff card and smell the fart square on it 
because that's yeah. going to enhance my viewing experience of this movie. I read, I'm going I've, to intentionally smell a fake fart. I watched a review uh, earlier this morning about a guy that saw the movie like in theaters, and he was talking about how at that point when kids smelled it, there was a kid like two rows in front of them that just puked in the floor of the theater. <laughs> made a kid puke (laughs) you know robert rodriguez is just sitting sitting there and he because he goes to see every screening of his movies every single time Mm -hmm. and uh he saw the kid puke and he's just like nice nice (laughs) wringing his hands together yes yes perfect this is what i wanted (laughs) oh robert robert no robert robert why Robert, why do you want to know? Uh, before we get, I'll I'll give you one brief hot take right now. So, seeing as we're talking about Robert, give me a hot take. Uh, so this one uh comes from uh IMDb, and uh, give me a second while I find it. Here's the and uh, this is a hot take from online. Yeah, nice. There it is. Um, <laughs> this one's from uh Vegan Luke. And <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a seven out of ten, and it just says Robert Rodriguez cares about kids. So you know, he does because he, he does. He just never gives up. He just wants to make him puke. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one of his non-kids movies, Robert Rodriguez. Maybe I should do my homework and watch some of them. Yeah, but it seems like some of them have been well received, right? So it's like, why does he keep uh. delving into kids movies? Because that's what he he thinks he's good at, I guess. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I mean, he did it with Spy Kids. Spy Kids is yeah. good, man. It's. I think it's probably one of his highest highest credited movies. Mm-hmm. Is the first Spy Kids movie? Probably. Yeah, one of them. Hey, man. Spy hey, man. Kids. That's a movie. That is a movie. I'll show it to my kids someday. So, uh, let's see. Do you want to kind of... Do you know the the name of his Uh, next movie? No. It is Machete Kills in Space. No. Are you serious? (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I'm looking at it right here. Oh, my gosh. That sounds incredible. (gasps) You're right. Machete (laughs) Kills in Space. (laughs) Okay, man. We got to go see that one and maybe record an episode on it. Oh, (laughs) But for adults only. Kids, you gotta sit this. Kids, one out. you can't listen to this one because it has the kills in it, and you uh-huh. can't see kills. Um, Clint, what was your experience with this one as a kid? Spike, it's four. Um, non-existent. Yeah, same. Because I was in, let's see, 2011 uh, when this movie came out. You would have been a senior, and I guess I would have been no. You would have been junior. I would have been a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, in high school, so we would have been in. Uh, that's our Peter Pan year. That is that's our how Peter I, Pan year. That's how I base it, because he and I were both in uh, Peter Pan the Musical that year. I was Smee, and you were pirate number three or something. I had a, I had a, I had a name. <laughs> you did. What was your name? Jukes. 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 You were Jukes. I was the first character to die on stage. Oh, yeah, you were. It, that was pretty dark. It was. I walked the into Lost a Boys dark room, and the Peter Pan... Yeah, I walked into a dark room, and Peter Pan and the Lost Boys murdered me. Didn't you not get to participate in the battle scene that happens after that? No, like, I, for some reason I did. Oh, they okay. like they coordinated it to where I would like I would walk back, I'd get murdered, and uh-huh. then I'd like remove a scarf and then go on stage 
and uh, then get killed again. Ah, see, it's Jukes' scarfless brother, Duke. Dukes. Dukes. Yeah, yep. so this was our Peter Pan year. <laughs> it's my kids' four. For some reason, I thought it was newer than that until I actually looked it up. Really? Um, yeah, but... So we were in high school. We did not see the movie. We were too busy being in Peter Pan. Um, too busy doing the cool things. Right, and that was one reason we wanted to cover Spy Kids, because we were like, well, it'll, it'll be fun building up to a movie that we have no emotional connection to um, and see... And we'll never have any emotional connection to. Right. Still don't. No emotions connected there. Nope. Um, so we also made a decision <laughs> just now, <laughs> and we'll talk more about this at the end of the episode, but we want to thank you listeners for hanging in there <laughs> 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 listening to all our episodes about Spy Kids. It's been a long journey. We've got one more um, that will be about the TV show Spy Kids Mission Critical. But mm-hmm. in the future, we want to start covering more of a variety Something, of movies. Yeah. Some of Something which are good. good. So our next one, what we want to cover, we, we want to do something good after this, or at least fun. So we'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. But the show is going to look probably a little bit different moving forward. Mm-hmm. We might do some series here and there, but they won't be six episode long series. So yeah. that we're not spending three months talking about Spy Kids. Yeah, that's a deep dive, having to do a six-part Spy Kids series. Mm-hmm. We're going to mix things up a little bit. So we've got a plan for what we're going to... Well, a vague plan for what we're going to do next, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that later. First, I think we need to get into this movie. But yeah. uh, do we want to have a, a quick word from our sponsor? Yeah, we do. This week's episode of Purely Nostalgia is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. With over 12,000 sauce combinations... Buffalo Wild Wings has something for everyone. Whether it's a party, the big game, or you're just sitting lonely at the bar, they have something for the entire family. I personally recommend their chicken. Mm-mm, that's good chicken. So come in today to the nation's most anxiety-inducing restaurant, now serving minors. All right, so Spy Kids for all the time in the world. Um... Let's get into it. I, I mentioned to you, Clint, earlier that some parts of this movie were just confusing to me. Absolutely. And so we may be kind of jumping around and just talking about whatever stood out to us in this movie rather than going as linearly as we tend to do mm-hmm. for most of our movies. But uh, so, yeah, weird, weird movie, weird, weird yeah. concept for a movie like their their step cousins <laughs> it's carmen yeah. and junie's step cousins that it centers around yeah and it shouldn't be called spy kids it should be called spy step kids it should be called spy Ki- spy step kids yeah um yeah so it's it's jessica alba is i guess the, i don't think they well no her last name is cortez cortez so, so it would be um gregorio's sister yes which they don't look alike but okay. But she's significantly younger than him. Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't understand. Me either, but let's let's not get bogged down on those small details. We're gonna get bogged down by a lot of details, and I say we might as well start now. Yeah, why not? Um, hey, bog me down, Spy Kids 4. Hey, that opening fight scene was uh-huh. all kinds of confusing. Yeah, it was. Um it's Jessica Alba. Sorry, her name is Marissa. Yeah, Marissa um, Cortez. Marissa Wilson Cortez, or Cortez Wilson. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's, right. yeah she's Wilson now. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. So it's it, she's chasing down this criminal named TikTok, who mm. 
purchased a a a little disc thing that was stolen from the OSS. The OSS, correct. And it's got plans on it for this big weapon that's going to like stop time or something. <laughs> yeah, it or no, it speeds up time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Or it manipulates time. It was originally used for time travel, but it can speed it can manipulate time whether forward, backward, side to side, left to right, upside down, whichever way you want it to. Mhm. And so we get at the beginning of the movie, we get this uh, kind of chase scene where she's super pregnant and she's fighting all these dudes and she gets in a car and I don't know. I didn't think it was a terrible fight scene. It was just really confusing to me, especially like the beginning of it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It just felt sloppy and the way the cameras were jerking around everywhere. It was just kind of like nauseating to watch it in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But definitely... Can we agree, CG better than we've ever seen from one of these movies? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was I was almost going into this thinking that, in part, it was going to be worse. Yeah. But it was actually better, so... It was better, and it sort of maintained... And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to milk this for all it's worth, because it is going to be one of the only positive things I say about the movie. It, it maintains that childish, whimsical feel, but is not like horrible to look at. I noticed this yeah. also in the scene where they're in their little private jets flying around the city when they first find out that their stepmom is a spy, you know? Um, yeah, my stepmom is a spy. kind of well done, visually. Yeah. It's, um, it's you know, in uh, Spy Kids 2 when they had a very similar scene in the uh, Machete rocket ship? Oh, not a very similar scene. The same scene. The same scene, yeah. Mm -hmm. But this one was better, you know. It was less, you know, vertigo-inducing than that one. Yeah. Less, or motion uh, sickness-inducing. It looked less like the kids were a couple of magazine clippings that were <laughs> flying across a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, overall, like, watching this first scene, I'm like, you know, this, this seems like it's going to be more competent than what we've seen in the past. And it's actually kind of fun. There's a couple of funny jokes. Like when she he slides over the hood of the car completely yeah. unnecessarily, and then she does the same thing, but she's pregnant, so it's like really hard and it's slow. I that did was kind of funny. That. It's like squeak. Yeah, I did laugh at that. Um, And during that scene, the, the TikTok guy, played by Jeremy Piven, hmm, I wonder mm -hmm. if there's going to be a connection there between him and... Mm -hmm. Him and one of the other characters played by Jeremy Piven. One of the uh, many Jeremy Piven characters. Mm -hmm. Most of them are wearing masks, but one of the other one is uh, the four-time four-time Emmy winner Jeremy Piven. Yes, they, you know they always get somebody like that for their villains, and they always got to have that one person in the movie play several characters. Several characters, yeah. I'll uh. uh... You know, Sylvester Stallone. Mm -hmm. And George Lopez is two characters. In yes. Shark Boy and Love Girl. Um, and in real life. So, yeah, the, the, that's the opening scene. She's a spy. Um, and then we, we cut forward in time to, we get to meet these kids who are two little kids. Are they twins? They look about the same age. I, it is mentioned that they're twins. Oh, they are twins. At some yes. point. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but. Really, the girl, Rebecca, is more the main character than mm -hmm. Cecil, Cecil, which is just a heck of a name for a kid yeah. in a movie. Hey, hot take here. Uh -oh. um, Cecil was a good actor in this. Really? I, I, thought, I thought he was really good in this, personally. I thought Rebecca was better, but 
I oh, no. also thought that really, she, I mean, I she's the one who really got famous. Good. She's like been in other stuff since then. Cecil, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, but I don't know. I thought he was perfect for this movie. He he was pretty funny. He delivered some lines really well. Like uh, one of them that I noted was uh, when the when they f- first discovered the talking dog, um, and they both look at the dog and have this really funny expression on their face, and he's like, the dog is talking. And she goes, I noticed. That was, like, yeah. good comedy acting from some little kids. Um, some little kids. Good some, timing. Yeah. I I think the girl is better, but uh, the, they were both not bad, though, I thought. Yeah, I, can, I think we can agree that, oddly enough, as far as the actors go in this movie, the kids were probably the better ones. Jessica Alba's performance is pretty good, I think. I mean, as good as it can be. Right. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a uh, good Jessica Alba movie. Um. Yeah, you're probably right, but I, I thought she did a good job in this movie. I, Joel McHale just... I didn't think he was good at all. Um, Sucked. Yeah. And this was in his, like... Good year of um, community. What? Yeah, this is right when community was like at its height, at its peak. Yeah. So this is Joel McHale. This is our man, Joel McHale, come to, come to save this movie, and he didn't really like. I don't know. He blows it. He absolutely blows it. He really did. Like this would have been the peak of community. It would have been the peak of uh, the soup. So he it, was just. He was just. I don't know. I, yeah, there were a lot of moments where he, he just. I just was like it felt so weird listening to him talk and I wanted to blame the bad writing which certainly was part of it but like he really mm-hmm. was not selling anything at all. No. I wasn't buying was what he was trying it. to sell. Uh what which was which was duty garbage. Oh okay. Duty garbage. Um yeah. So he's so Joel McHale is the kid's father. Um yeah. he has married Jessica Alba's character. And these two kids, uh, Cecil seems to not have any huge issues with his stepmother, but Rebecca, they don't does not like her get along, or at least it seems like Marissa is making efforts, but Rebecca is just not having it. Right. And they get this little scene where uh, Marissa tells Rebecca, like, "Oh, I love the the pranks you play," establishing that yes, Rebecca is a person who likes to play pranks and you're like, Oh, she's a prankster. I guess this is going to come back and she's going to like prank some bad guys later in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And she seems pretty sincere in this. And they have kind of a moment where, uh, Rebecca's like, Oh, you like my pranks? And she's like, yeah, I think they're really funny. And then she walks out of the room and gets hit by like a bucket of slime. Yeah. And they called it a, they called it a blue cheese bomb. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Because it looked like blue. It was blue. It wasn't blue cheese. It was just blue. Yeah, blue cheese is not blue. No, it's At not. least not that kind of blue. But we, we need to talk about kind of the career choices that both of the parents have. Sure. Joel, but... McHale, Joel McHale's dad or the character does not know that Jessica Alba is a spy. Correct. Or was a spy. Mm-hmm. He thinks she's an interior decorator. And yes. uh, for his job, he is a kind of a, who's the who's the guy from dateline what's his name uh george lopez yeah george lopez from dateline um he he kind of has like a reality tv show where he catches spies mm-hmm. where he's like a spy hunter so it was a reality tv show because i couldn't really tell what it was supposed to be i think it was supposed to be like a reality like a uh what would you do with uh 
Kunyanis type of thing. So we're in this world where spies are just a common thing. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like superheroes in the MCU. Yeah, There's just exactly. spies everywhere, and there's the show where it's this dude, his, he just catches spies in the act of He's spying. just catching spies, okay. trying to catch them in the act of spying. That clears that up a little bit for me. I didn't quite mm-hmm. understand the concept of the show. Because one time he's in the studio, and it looks like a newsroom. Like, his boss is wearing, like, a tie and suspenders and, like, got his sleeves rolled up, just like a, a scene from The Post or something. And I was yeah, like, what? I th- what is this? I think that um, it's like a uh, like a local show that he has. That's uh-huh. why it's on like this newsroom because I think that's how they're producing it is through like the news studio. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like a segment type thing, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay, but his so glad his I wife can clear that up for you. Thank you. I understand now. Hey, guess what? This movie is actually good. <laughs> Surprise! That was your only tripping up point was that mm-hmm. you didn't understand his job. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but his wife is a spy, and he has no idea. Yeah, for the she's an interior decorator. Uh, what do you think happened to Gregorio and what's her name? His wife, Ingrid. Ingrid. What do you think they're up to these days? I think they're dead. <laughs> no, that's sad. I don't think. Well, dead. originally, after doing some research with this, there was supposed to be a scene with Antonio Banderas in it, but it was cut. Okay. And uh, it doesn't say what his scene was. It doesn't say what he was doing, where he has been, but it just says that the scene was cut. So uh, maybe it was his funeral. Maybe it was. Yeah, because he would be at his funeral. What are you talking about? He would be at his funeral because a dead body's there. That's true. Or is it? He's a spy. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, they're not in this movie. The parents are not. Carmen and Junie will show up at some point. Um, so th- this is the setup we have. These stepkids, uh, and also Jessica Alba did have the baby, and so we've cut to like a year later. Mm-hmm. The baby is a one-year-old baby. Um, their Cute dad, baby. Their dad's a spy hunter, doesn't know his wife's a spy. Fun setup. Uh, we also don't necessarily know how they're related to the Cortezes at this point. We just know that her last name is Cortez. Was Cortez. Was Cortez, yes. Correct. So, um, and then we, so we have that moment where uh rebecca gets pranked or sorry marissa gets pranked why do they choose names that like sound similar to me marissa so confusing. <laughs> rebecca cecil all the same name when it comes <laughs> down to it cecil's a good choice because that i'm not forgetting who that is it's so it's so different yeah you'll remember cecil yeah because he's an old ship captain but what i was getting at earlier was when when she walks out of the room and gets pranked by the slime ball or whatever um, I didn't really understand why she reacted like so angrily because right, yeah. she seemed kind of sincere like when she was saying I like your pranks and then like it was the clearly thing. like an accident like she wasn't like she didn't want to prank her she was sad about it and I was like I don't understand why she's like so mad about th- well I mean she got slime all over her or whatever but I was like I-, I didn't get it it was weird she seemed furious like, she was very furious yeah she like she got she told her she's like I, you know your pranks are funny I think they're really funny and then she told her one it was about like baby powder in a hair dryer and she goes you know that was meant for you mm-hmm. and she was like haha I know yeah and then uh, she got slime on her and she was like you know blood red with anger yeah I thought she'd be like haha well guess i'll go get cleaned up yeah and then and then i just thought it was funny they didn't they never acknowledged that she was pranked Mm -hmm. like she walked into her husband's room and he's like on his laptop doing work and like talking and not noticing her and then he looks up 
and she's covered in slime and he just goes oh did the baby spit up on you and she just goes yep and I was no, like, she said really, something like that something like that yeah she's like something like that yeah um so whatever okay and, and also in that moment she gives uh rebecca the stone, which is the what is it called? The Chronos, the Chronos Sapphire. Yeah, the Chronos which is Sapphire on a necklace. We don't know what it is yet, but she gives her this necklace as like a a peace offering. Like, hey, I want to try mm-hmm. and have a relationship with you, my stepdaughter. Yeah, um, sorry, I haven't been around. So here's some jewelry. Here's some jewelry. This will smooth things over, and it does until she gets slimed. <laughs> slime time, lad, baby. Slime time. Um. So then, uh, Marissa gets called out of retirement she's she's a retired spy we didn't mention that but she comes yeah. out of retirement to be a spy um and somebody advises her earlier in the movie they're like yeah it's time to stop being a spy but you should probably tell your family who is it is it uh it may have oh, been jeremy Piven's um, character that that advises her to do that it is it he's is. like he's secrets like, are bad for a family but she doesn't yeah, tell her family and yeah and he's like you know, he's like you know just just tell them it'll be much better and then he says like he mentioned something about the baby, and he's like, you know, keep pumping out those baby spies or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she... Um, well, Jeremy Piven's character, aside from TikTok, is uh, the new head of the OSS. Right, the new George Clooney. Which, man, can you imagine if it had been George Clooney's character? <laughs> yeah. And he had well, been the, the villain? The new George Clooney and the new Gregorio Cortez. <laughs> Because you forget that Gregorio was also the head of the OSS. Oh, that's true. Oh, so he replaced Devlin, and then yeah. this guy replaced him. That's why I think he's dead. Gotcha. Nah, he's just retired. He had to he's retire dead. at some he's point. Dead. He's not dead. That would have been mentioned. There was no reason for his character to be dead. <laughs> they mentioned. They never mentioned that he wasn't, so in my reality, Gregorio's dead. All right, whatever. Uh All right. Follow your truth. So the OSS calls Marissa to, to go on this mission, um, and she's got to stop. Is it TikTok or is it the Time Lord or whatever? Time <laughs> I get a mix. Timekeeper um, from using this uh, this weapon. It's called Project Armageddon. That was developed by the OSS, right? Mm-hmm. But developed he, to uh, for time travel in the, in the 1930s. Right, but he need to to use it. He needs the Chrono Sapphire, which Marissa just gave her daughter as a gift. So then she has to awkwardly go back to her daughter and say, "Hey, I actually need that back." And Rebecca's yeah. like, "Um, okay," and is mad. <laughs> yeah, she because it. I, in my mind, like as a kid, that what I imagine she was thinking is like, "Oh, now that I pranked her, she's taking it back." So she was never sincere with me in the first place. Right. Right. I understand Rebecca's reaction. I think Marissa could have handled that conversation better. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Ah, oh, she handled that poorly." Yeah. She that was not good. But uh, you know, to touch on the Chrono Sapphire a little bit, it wasn't necessarily used to. I don't think to power the Armageddon device. I would think it was used to like stabilize it. Okay. Uh, it was right, like the right, arc right. reactor. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but they need it to use it to yeah. to use the the weapon. They need this sapphire. Yeah. So, um, and then so she gives it back to her, but it turns out she's tricking her. Right? It doesn't. She doesn't mm-hmm. give her the actual sapphire. It's just more slime. It's more slime. Uh, haha, pranks. Slime so, jokes. slime jokes. Slime time live, baby. Um. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Oh, that goes on for so long. Slime Time Live, baby. So, TikTok's henchmen, uh, they didn't break into the house in a scene that's very similar to the one in the original Spy Kids. In the very first movie. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, there's a panic room. There's a character that they thought was a different character. Uh, in the first movie, it was it was Uncle dog? Felix. Yes. In the first movie, it was Uncle Felix. In this movie, it's their dog, Argonaut, who is actually a robot. He's a robo-dog that knows, that's basically, like, supposed to protect them. And, and yeah. so there's, like, a video of their stepmother saying, like, hey, guess what? I'm a spy, and now you've been sucked into this business, so you're in the safe room now. And sorry, yeah, sorry my work life has come back. Right. So what did you think of uh, Argonaut, right? That's mm-hmm. What did you think of, <gasps> what's his name? Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais is a talking robot dog. What do you think of his character in this film? Um, I think he had some funny moments. I think he had what some were very they? cringy moments. I thought he was just annoying all around. The one of the funny moments, I said, I say a few. There was one funny moment where the, when they were on the playground or whatever. Uh huh. And um, it was like Rebecca was talking to, or not Rebecca, um, Marissa was talking to the kids about, you know, being a spy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dog is like sitting behind them, like repeating back everything she's saying. Yeah, go on. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> I I I didn't laugh at that, and I didn't laugh at anything the dog <laughs> did because I it made me realize one of the strengths of Spy Kids one is that it didn't rely on a character like that for the humor. It relied on the situational comedy of kids being spies and like still being kids and doing His, kid yeah. things in a spy world. Where the and there's dog, not this like talking yeah. dog character that is saying dumb punchlines over and over. You know, one of the most cringy lines that he had was it was towards the end of the movie. Uh, where he was put into attack mode, uh-huh. and he attacked all of the uh, the henchmen, and then he just like he you know he flattened them, and then he was on the ground. And he scratches it, and he goes, "Ha ha! Somebody put that on YouTube." Yeah, that was mm-hmm. very cringy. Hey, YouTube was big at the time. It was, Those and I'm sure all the kids in the YouTube. audience. I'm sure all the kids in the audience that saw it were like, "What? He knows what YouTube is." If they make any, if they make a Spy Kids five, do you think the kids will fly around with fidget spinners? That's how that's how they'll get around. Is like they'll pull up these fidget spinners and they'll turn into like spaceships or something. I don't know. Do you think the kids will dab in Spy Kids five? Yes. Do you think they'll be playing Fortnite? I think they'll whip and nay nay. Do you think they'll play PUBG or Fortnite in Spy Kids Fortnite. 5? Fortnite, yeah. definitely. I agree. I've never. They, played oh, either. oh! What what Spy Kids Five will be is they'll be transported into Fortnite and have to break out their sister. Of course, that would be great. That would be a great yeah. movie. That'd be um, a good movie. Good movie. Sometime live, baby. So TikToks. <laughs> That's your third so, time saying. <laughs> so they're fighting TikToks henchmen, and they mm-hmm. they they go into there's these little jets to escape with their dog, Argonaut. Um, they we get them flying around the city, being chased by the henchmen. Kind of a fun little scene, reminiscent or maybe copy pasted from the first movie. A hundred percent copy and pasted. <laughs> it takes them to the OSS, mm-hmm. um, where they meet Alexa Vega. Yeah, 
um she's and like she's still in a reveal that was like very underwhelming <laughs> yeah and every line that she delivers in this movie sounds like a kid in like a church skit oh you know? yes absolutely <laughs> it's just oh man she which apparently alexa vega is a christian like hardcore christian oh so she was so this movie was probably too crass for her and she was like fly me in let me do my lines let me get out because i don't want to be in a puke movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't want to be in no doo-doo movie (laughs) far too many poop jokes in this one oh man i want a poop and fart and vomit joke like every five minutes yeah yeah and hey man it works for me not really all right so she introduces them to the oss we find out that the the spy kids program has been shut down um mm. because of budget cuts that's all yeah. we get <laughs> and this is budget uh, cuts she shows them the old uh, hq for the spy kids and uh, we get to see some gadgets and stuff and they're like cool gadgets and she says hey you can each take one gadget with you so like in the the old spy kids movies where they get to use all these gadgets and this one we get we get uh, one gadget per kid. <laughs> one, one, per, one per child. And they're not even activated until the end of the movie. Nope. The boy uh, gets uh, some punchy course. fist, mm-hmm. turbo fist, and the girl gets like a purse that's a whip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An electric great, whip. Great gadgets. Good gadgets. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. They're like, oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, I said you could have them. I didn't say I was going to activate them. Right. Um, yeah, because they're not, they're not kids like it's it's not the same situation where it's like all right i guess you guys are spies now they're just Mm. they've been taken to the uss to keep them safe that's it yeah they're uh they're by all intents and purposes like in lockdown right exactly Um, i did think it was i did think it was funny um you know reminiscent to our name purely nostalgia mm -hmm. i did feel like at that part this movie tried to play heavily on nostalgia very much so yeah, in like the warehouse scene where it was like all the original Spy Kids tech, uh, you could see like the old costumes from Spy Kids 3D and like some of the old jetpacks and some of the old gadgets. And like for me seeing it, it was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, there's that stuff from there. But you could tell that they were trying to play it off to where it would be like, remember this, kids? Hey, kids, remember this stuff in this cool? Remember the magic? Yeah, remember the magic from the old ones? It reminded me of in the movie Big Fat Liar when they're in a ho- Hollywood studio and they see the, the costume from the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah. That's what I thought of. <laughs> that would be very similar. Very similar. Big Fat Liar, good movie. Ooh, that would be a fun movie to cover on this show. Mark now that we're going to be free from Spy Kids. Now that we're free from this prison. <laughs> Not quite yet. Not quite yet. So, uh, where's Junie in all this? Well, um, Carmen tells us, uh, we <laughs> their exact line is, we shall not speak of him. Which that was really, we shall funky? not speak of him. Not, will not. We shall not speak of him. So, uh, speak. I guess he's like retired or something? Like he already was? I forget, did he rejoin the OSS at the end of Spy Kids 3? Oh. Oh, no. Okay, so Clint, I didn't warn you about this. Um, what is that? What is that? I, I did actually um, call someone to see if they wanted to guest on this episode, and oh. he said he was going to be running a little bit late, and oh, I think that might be okay. him now, so About, I'm going to go let uh, him in. 50 minutes into when we initially started recording, but okay. Okay. Here, let him in. Yeah, okay. Come in. Hello, everyone. 
Oh my goodness. Is that Daryl Sabara? It's me, Daryl Sabara. Daryl, I did not you know you were from the Queensland. Yes, I'm from, I'm, I'm initially from England. Daryl Sabara, I can't believe it's you. Yes, it's me. Daryl Sabara, how did you, (laughs) how did you mask your accent so well in the Spy Kids movies? Well, you say, uh, what's your name? Um, Eli. Eli, you say Eli, it's because I'm an actor and I'm really (laughs) good at (laughs) at suppressing my accent. Why did they hire a British child to play an American son of a um, half Latino family in Spy Kids? (laughs) It's because of of me skin complexion. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, you do I can't have... believe that I can't believe that you got Daryl the Daryl Sabara yeah, to come in with you. It's pretty weird that he showed up. Um, Daryl, what are you? Why are you here? Do you not have anything better to do? Sorry, no. I didn't mean it like that. No, just... I don't. Okay, cool. Oh, that um, was it. Okay, I guess he doesn't have anything better to do. Well, do you want to just like hang around for the rest of this episode? We're talking about your movie that you were sort of. In a little bit, uh, Spy Kids Four right. all the time in the world. Spy Kids Four all the time in the world. So we'll uh, we'll set you up with a little mic and uh, just whatever you want to interject with something. Uh, all right, I'll take this one. Let's see, take this one right here. Are yeah, you just... by any chance related to Dick Van Dyke? Oh, I might be related a little bit to Dick Van Dyke. Not the real Dick Van Dyke, but the one from Mary Poppins. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> Hey, hey, Eli, just for, uh, since he's in the room with you, how about, you know, to make this easier, how about you conversate with Daryl Sabara, you know, so you ask him questions instead of him just interjecting most of the time. Okay, you know, do you want the that, easiest thing. Do you want that to be what the rest of the episode is? Well, oh, oh no, 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 just... <laughs> okay, well, so... No, just whenever you want his opinion, you ask. Okay, okay, so... uh but well, I do. I did want to ask: Did your character uh, quit the OSS at the end of Spy Kids Three? We couldn't remember. Now, what what happened was is that at the end of Spy Kids Three, he he just uh, hopped on a motorcycle and went on a little soul journey, and it was just you know it was left up to the act, the uh, audience's imagination. You see? Okay. Oh, okay. I was see, that I in the movie? No, it was just left up, like I said, to your imagination. Cool. Well, wow. It's so it's it's an honor to have you here. We're gonna keep pushing through this movie, and I hope right, you're not I'm offended. Gonna eat this, I'm gonna eat this pie that I brought in with me. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Definitely. I. Um. I thought the pie was for when you came in, like holding a pie. Like you opened the door and you were holding a pie. It just seemed like it was like gonna be for me. Like like um, as a, like a oh. Hey, thanks for inviting me over, type of thing. But you can, yeah, go ahead and eat the pie. I brought this pie from home, and it's not for anybody else. Do you always bring a pie with you when you're a guest on a podcast? I brought, I brought pie with me every day to the set of all of my Spy Kids movies. Can I try? I had a slice of pie every day. Okay. And that was my thing. Can I? Can I try a little bit? You cannot. Here, okay, reach from my pie. Go ahead. Okay. Ow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I slapped you. 
<laughs> you slapped me twice. I slapped, I slapped you again. <laughs> I, when you slapped me the first time, I, I pulled my hand away, and then you just reached <laughs> over and slapped me again. Why did you do that? The first, the first time was to let you know not to reach for my pie. And then the second one was to let you know that I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. I was worried that you did, but I could tell the second one had some love in it. Is everyone? Uh, is everything okay over there, Eli? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's just if I call you, if I send you a, a text that seems uh, suspicious, that means that Daryl Sabara has put me in his car. Hey, Eli, who are you talking to? <laughs> it's a podcast. You're on a podcast, Daryl. Just keep eating your pie. I'll let you uh, know if we need if we have any more questions for you. If you I'm don't mind, my mic because I'm just gonna have a lot of lip smacking sounds. Right? Yeah. If you don't mind, kind of staying away from the mic while you eat the pie, that would be great. I'm gonna turn around and face the wall. Okay. Great. Wow. Thanks, Daryl. It's amazing that you were able to, you know, get Hollywood royalty, Daryl Sabara on with. Daryl, I've got some Lincoln logs over there. If you get bored, you can. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, um, the way they set up Carmen and Junie, I know I joked about this in the preview episode, but mm. like about how Junie was going to be like the Luke Skywalker of The Force Awakens, you know? Yeah. It yeah. actually is a similar setup to the way they did Luke and Leia in there. Where <laughs> oh, very much Junie so. has gone off somewhere. We don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. And Carmen is very much still leading, a, a leader in the OSS. Yeah. Um, level one. She's level one now. Level one. What level was she at the end of Spy Kids 3? Uh, I think she had level two clearance or something okay. like that. Yeah. So so anyway, I don't think we have to go through the rest of the movie in great detail. Nope. But <laughs> just, they <laughs> get into not. some hijinks. <laughs> um, so the we, we do find out that, uh, what's his name? Da- Danger? Yeah, Danger Deano. Danger is the uh he's the one behind the whole thing. He's the time the the time buddy. Timekeeper. Time the timekeeper. Time the time and buddy. I had that plot twist ruined for me by reading the the cast list on IMDb. Yeah, I did too cuz it was like it, there there's no hiding it. It goes um Jeremy Piven, his characters are Danger Damo slash TikTok slash the timekeeper. Right. Um and so yeah, so Marissa's going after t- after TikTok. Um, the kids are kind of going after. What are they trying to do? <laughs> yeah, they're, that's a. Good, they're. It's so convoluted. It it. The, the so TikTok or Danger whoever is trying to go back in time to see his dad mm-hmm. because his dad back in the 1930s originally. Um, was the one who invented the Armageddon device for time travel. And then whenever... Hey, Daryl, don't touch that, okay? Sorry, uh, keep going. Uh, what? 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 I don't touch. You're fine. Just keep playing. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Keep going, Clint. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's all right. Um, so um, when they were activating the time travel device, um, Danger got stuck in it. And mm-hmm. so he was, like, frozen in time, but he had to watch his... which was kind of tragic in a way he had to watch his dad age like trying to figure out how to get him out of that device it was kind of tragic um he had to watch his dad die in front of him more or less 
Yeah, he said, well, the uh, on screen, the character just fades away, <laughs> but he yeah. says, I had to see him die, which was he, like, sitting in a chair, and he died in front of him? That's a bummer for a kid <laughs> to have to watch. It's not, it, but I just imagine he's like, well, guess you gotta watch me die. <laughs> Does he know? I'm not I, going I, anywhere. I don't know if he realizes that he can see everything. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but uh, he just, he wanted to, eventually he was unlocked from his frozen state and aged and for some reason be, then became the head of the OSS later on. Right. You know, you would you would think that they would put a tracker on that kid and wouldn't allow him to, you know, do anything else because he's probably got some mental problems. That's true, but, yeah. But um, he, he wanted to travel back in time so that he could spend more time with his father. Exactly, yes. And so that's his big plan. Um, and so the kind of the important plot beats that get us there um at some point joel McHale on his show they find he like calls his wife excitedly and tells her hey we got some footage of some real spies fighting he goes back to the studio and watches it and he sees mm. that it is his kids and his step or <laughs> not his step i almost said his stepwife his stepwife <laughs> his wife and his kids uh, are spies and he feels kind of betrayed and hurt but he smashes the tape um and yeah yeah. He just pours coffee all over the computer, and mm. he's just like, whoops, I'm a klutz. And then, and then they're like, oh, it's okay, we have it backed up here. And then he grabs the VHS tape that they were recording it on, mm-hmm. and then just rips out the footage and eats it. Yeah, he just eats it, which is like, that's fine. Um, And so, and then, then he kind of disappears for most of the rest of the movie. So yeah. hijinks ensue. At some point, they do bring in Daryl Sabara's character again. No, Daryl, I wasn't talking to you. Keep playing. What? Uh, I don't get to come back. That's very nice, Daryl. That's a good did cabin. You say, did you say what I drink? I see that. It's really nice. What is that supposed to be? A turkey. It's a nice turkey. Thank you. That's a good turkey. You keep playing, Daryl. Is Darryl. everything We're, all right over there? Yeah, it's fine. We're just... Okay. He's, he's fine. Daryl? Daryl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep playing. We're going to finish the rest of the episode, and uh-huh. then we'll go for Dippin' Dots after this, okay? <gasps> okay. All right. You're doing That's a good nice job. Of you. Okay, so Daryl Sabara's character shows back up. They've brought him in. Um, he we get to see some bickering between him and Carmen um, mm-hmm. because he has retired, but he's come back. They need a, a special agent, and he has kind of a grand entrance where he, he does wearing a leather the jacket blow- and-, <laughs> and the wind's blowing in his hair. Yeah. Hey, you remember how we said uh, initially that um, Daryl Sabara was a cute kid? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Daryl, did you hear that? What? Okay, keep playing. Yeah, no, he, he he didn't hear me. He's he's very preoccupied. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's not really happened. cute anymore. No. How old are they in this movie? Let's see. This was two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. And he was ten, so he'd be about nineteen uh, ish. Probably. Yeah. I love how Daryl Sabara is in the room with me, but he is so unhelpful that I'm going to Google to find out instead of asking him because I'm thi- I'm this many. <laughs> Daryl? Daryl? I'm this many. Daryl? Yeah. I'm gonna have to ask you to go into the into the playroom, okay? Okay. Can you can can you take the Lincoln logs in there with you, Daryl? Yeah, don't hold on. I dropped them. Daryl. Hold on. Oh, okay. I'll be back right up. 
Okay. Now you don't have to come back. You just stay in there, and then okay. when we're done recording the episode, I'll come in and we okay. we'll go get some Dippin' Dots. Okay. I'll, all right. That sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good. Man. God. Okay. Actors Ooh. are weird, aren't they? <laughs> Especially this one. Let's try and wrap this up. It's very strange that he's engaged to Megan Trainer. I know, right? Um. But so, I, I I thought something. Here, uh, we'll talk on that here in a second. But I thought something was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. and um, ironic in a way. So this movie takes place seven years after the first one. Okay. And as of right now, you and I are watching this movie seven years after that movie took place. That's true. Does that mean we are Spy Kids? I think that means that we... Our spy kids. Our spy kids. It's really weird because it doesn't feel like seven years ago when I was sitting in the theater and saw the trailer for this movie and went, huh, I know, right? They're doing spy kids again, huh? <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was seven years ago that we had our Peter Pan year. No, it doesn't. Oh, man. That's man. weird. So all these plot lines intersect at some point. They fight uh, Jeremy Piven. They, mm-hmm. they fight a bunch of Jeremy Pivens. Yeah, and uh, the reason that there's multiple Jeremy Pivens is mm-hmm. because... It's not clear, is what I'll say. It's not clear, but I think what they were trying to explain it as is that he's tried this before, like tried the going back in time thing before, and it spit out different versions of Jeremy Piven. Yeah. So th- that's kind of the best way that they could I could say it, is that they're like multiverse Jeremy Pivens. Yeah, but they and he, did not explain it well, and I, I was, th- I was so confused as to why there were so many. Yeah, I didn't even understand for a while that uh, the that TikTok, which is kind of the his like henchman, was Jeremy Piven. Oh, uh, really? I, I didn't understand that he was supposed to be like a different character, a different version of that character. I just thought like they arbitrarily decided to have him play this other character. Yeah, that that took a while until he removed his glasses because that's what spy kids do. That is how spy kids do. I just want to say that um, I usually take notes of stuff that is interesting to me during these mm-hmm. movies. And about 40 minutes in, I wrote down this note. I feel like an imposter. And that is the last note that I wrote. <laughs> because <laughs> Tell I, me what that means. What that means is I feel like this movie was not for me. It was not meant for me. Even though I feel like it should have been. Because like it should have been in part directed at me because i'm the one who grew up on the original spy kids you know right it was very much directed at kids um who are kids now but most of them don't have any nostalgic attachment to spy kids do they no absolutely not because they would the kids that it was uh you know dedicated to or geared to would probably either have been newborns or not been born yet Mm -hmm. when this movie was uh when the original movies came out yeah, so I sort of felt like I was committing a crime by watching this movie because it was we not were meant committing for me. a crime. We were committing a crime watching this movie, and that's why Clint and I sort of had a heart to heart on what we want the show to look like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because we can't just watch every sequel to every kids movie. We can't watch all the Airbud movies, or at least if we, we do, we cannot do it all at once. It is no. not good for anyone. We, Nobody that would wants be exhausting. That. It would be exhausting. Um, so yeah, they, it's a, it's a movie. It ends eventually. Joel McHale comes in. And now he's a spy, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess so, because he's got a cool little uh, repel and he's got thing. A, yeah, he's got a new jacket on, too, So and he's got, some, he's got more confidence, so now I guess he's a spy. Yeah, he punches five dudes at once. Great job, yeah. Joel. Yeah, um, he literally just he punched five Jeremy Pivens across the face. Mm-hmm. And then we get to also see the baby flip Jeremy Piven, which is was yeah. kind of fun. I enjoyed that. She's like the Jack Chuck of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so seeing as Jeremy Piven, if you were measuring it by screen time, he probably had the most screen time, probably divided up amongst all of his characters that he played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how do you think he was? Oh, not good. Yeah, yeah. No, not good at all. I, it seemed like he was trying to have a lot of fun with it, but it just came out weird. Right. And I think the difference is, I, I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I really thought Jessica Alba was pretty good in this movie. I thought in, she seemed like in, she was having fun. In what fun. way? She was having fun, and I believed her most of the time. I don't, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of depth to her character. I thought she was the only adult character that had a good performance, though. No depth to her character is not her fault. That's writing. Uh, fine, fine. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you on the fact that as far as adult performances go, she definitely was the best. Yes, and Jeremy Piven was not. Yeah, the the Joel villains McHale never really are, except for Floop was good, I think. But Floop was good, and, and Steve I Buscemi was good too. Steve Buscemi. Well, he didn't turn out to be the villain. You're right. That's true. Yeah, we uh, thought he he was he was the um, MacGuffin, but. He, uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah. So overall, I don't know any any other plot points we need to cover before we kind of wrap up and move into our final thoughts. I think the movie it was very um, heavy handed because it did have like a message that it was trying to get out, and it was the message was like spend time with the people that you love. Yeah, that was that was the message, which is which is good. That's a good message to have. And it, However, and it, I wanted to give it props for even trying to have a message because most of the Spy Kids movies don't really know what they're trying to be about. And this one sort mm-hmm. of did. Right. It, go on. Yeah. But it was like it, you could tell that it was just trying so hard to drive that point home. I want to count how many times they said time in this movie. OK. Because they were like, there's no time. Wait, I, I just wish I had more time. Where's time? I need time. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Time, 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 time. Dream, 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 dream. <laughs> I was about to say it's the time is the equivalent of dream in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Exactly. Um, yeah. Noble attempt for the movie to be about something didn't really work because also like the plot line of uh Rebecca and Marissa's relationship is that her name? Marissa? Marissa. Yeah. Uh their relationship doesn't really have anything to do with that. And it seems like one of the central sort of emotional arcs, whereas the the movie is constantly telling you it's about time, but it's like mm-hmm. that's not really what that part of the movie is about. So I right. don't know. Um, and they try to make it like about Joel McHale um, not having enough time for his kids, but and they do that through dialogue plenty of. T- <sighs> I'm sorry. Let me get this. Hey, Daryl, come in. I'll I'll drop my Lincoln logs in the toilet. Daryl, are you talking about the actual Lincoln Logs that you brought in there with you, or are you making a funny joke? Maybe. Daryl? <laughs> what? <sighs> Did okay. he just say that and then leave the room? He just ran out giggling. I'm sorry. Oh, huh. man. 
we're gonna have to wrap this up because Daryl is <laughs> Daryl's getting restless. Well, let's not have him on any more episodes. Okay? I can agree. I'm sorry that I wanted Daryl Sabara on so bad, <laughs> and then he came, then he came back, and it was so bad. It was so bad. He's not even providing any information about these movies to us. Come in, Daryl. Mm-hmm. I try and take this Lincoln log from my hand. I don't want to take the tr- the Lincoln log from your hand. Try and take it from my hand. <sighs> okay. Ow! Daryl. That's not funny. <laughs> I slapped myself the first time. <laughs> and then I slapped you. Daryl? Daryl? We're almost done, okay? <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. So, yeah, overall, oh, uh, not the best movie. Mm, no, not at all. So, our, th- our three questions. Well, before we get into that, do you have any hot takes from online? Because I would love to hear some of them to help me form I my opinion. I sure <laughs> do have some hot takes online. Uh-huh. Oh, you need these to form, to form your opinion? Yes. Okay. Hot takes from online. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, it's a 1 out of 10, and it comes from Jordan-Shepard1020. And, uh, man, they really roasted them with this one. It's uh, Spy Kids, All the Crap in the World. Nice. So, so that was really good. That was that was really good. All of it, though? All the crap in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's one. This is a 2 out of 10, and this is from Richard S. Russell-1. And uh, Bring it on, Richard. Yeah, it's, uh, I hate you, stepmom, really resent you, can't stand you, and some spy stuff thrown in. <laughs> I thought that was him talking to his stepmom for most I know. of it. <laughs> Here's one, uh, 4 out of 10, which is confusing by the title. Uh, they gave it a 4 out of 10. This is from Paul WW, uh, and it just says, Robert Rodriguez has still got the magic. Okay, yeah. I mean, but it was he does. 4 out of 10. They said he still has the magic. <laughs> is it sarcastic or what? No, it was like this review is it's very a very long review, but I read it earlier and it's very sincere. Is it like did they like it? Yeah, they liked it. But they rated it four out of ten. Four out of ten. That might be an accurate way to sum up how I feel about this movie. No, you actually liked I don't it, but no, it I don't like good. it. No, I don't like it very much. Not to say. There's not very many things about it that I like. Here's another one where I don't think people understand the rating systems, and this is from Ryan Cahoon. And uh, Ryan gives it a 4 out of 10, but he says, um, worth the watch, smiley face. Well, I mean, some people will say, like, that as if, like, it's it's 4 out of 10, but, like, hey, I, I would watch this movie. Like, don't let the bad rating fool you. Well, I don't know. I, feel I like don't think this is worth the watch, though. It's not worth the watch at all. No. So, let's move into our three questions. Hmm. Which, for this one, we're really just looking at the first two because this one couldn't really stand the test of time for us because we haven't seen it until now. I think we can edit it to where it can say, will it stand the test of time? Okay, will <laughs> Yeah, we can try that. So, okay. So, number one, is this movie good for kids? No. Um. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's good for kids because I think it makes, I think it, thinks i think this movie thinks that children are stupid it does the the dog character wasn't necessary the the concept no, the of kids as spies is funny yeah. and the you don't need a dumb dog character. yeah the the poop all the poop and all the farts and all the vomit was not necessary because kids are smarter than that right there's really no like the, a lot of the humor in the original spy kids is 
based on Carmen and Junie's relationship and mm-hmm. the fact that they are kids being spies. Right. There's not a whole lot of that in this one. The the jokes yeah. are much they don't trust the kids to figure out why this movie's funny. And no. so they just throw in a bunch of dumb stuff. Yeah, um, it's like, hey kids, if you didn't like this part, you'll love this poop. Yes. <laughs> uh is it good for adults? No. No, it's certainly not. Absolutely not. Um, do you think no it'll stay in the qualities? Do you think in seven years, if you go back and watch this movie, will you be like, "Hmm, good movie though"? Yes. No. No. I no. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I I, I know that they were trying to be like revolutionary with the uh, 4D smell-o-vision type of thing, but after reading like some reviews on the smell-o-vision thing, apparently it just it all smelled like farts. Like all of them are farts. <laughs> All right, so for the um, scratch and sniff things, there are supposedly eight of them, and a good article that was written by The Vulture, which is just titled Poop or Chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> kind of lays out um, what they're supposed to smell like and then what it actually smells like. Okay. And so for number one, it was supposed to smell like bacon. And uh, that was, I'm assuming that's when the kids were fighting over the piece of bacon. Yeah. You know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and it says um, what is actually su- supposed to smell like, and uh, it says this smells like nothing. So that's <laughs> okay. good. Uh, number two, good uh, it's supposed to smell like blue cheese, and uh, that's supposed to be when the bag falls down on yeah. Jessica Alba and makes her c- covered in blue cheese. And this one also says what it actually smells like. It smells like nothing. Zero <laughs> smells. <laughs> It smells like nothing. Are they, can I ask you, are they all nothing? <laughs> no, they are not. Give me one that's uh, not nothing. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm running down the list. Uh, number three, what does it smell like? Candy. Uh, when the little boy, when Cecil does his, um, you know, dance when he finds all the candy and then he, like, pours it on himself and he's eating the candy. Uh, what does it smell like? It says uh, it's supposed to smell like candy. Actually smells like vanilla and iodine. Um, number four, was it supposed to smell like also candy? Actually smells like, it smells like if you took cinnamon, mint, and root beer and then put them together in equal parts. Hey, that so sounds pretty not, good. That doesn't actually sound terrible. Yeah. Uh, number five, number five is also supposed to smell like candy. Um, but it says it smells like, uh, blueberry muffins. Hmm. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, Number six, it's supposed no, to No, Daryl, Daryl, he was talking what? about something in the podcast. We don't have blueberry muffins. You don't have any blueberry Go muffins back. in No. Here. Go All back. Right. Okay, sorry. Keep going. That's all right. Uh, number six, it's supposed to smell like baby poop. Uh, okay. So how could you go wrong with this one? Uh, it says, uh, this one smells like chocolate. So <laughs> What? Yeah, uh, it says what it actually smells like. It says, this smells like chocolate to me. Okay. So, yeah, um, number seven is supposed to smell <laughs> supposed to smell like dog farts, <laughs> and it, yeah, uh-huh. dog farts. And uh, it says what it actually smells like is vomit. So that's good. And then number uh, number eight, uh, it says it's supposed to smell like boogers. And okay. uh, then it says this: it smells like something, but it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. So I I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but you know, kind of the roster. It's supposed to have uh, bacon, blue cheese, candy, 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 uh, baby poop, um, fa- dog farts, and boogers. So nice. 
I don't think yeah. that would enhance my viewing experience of this movie at all. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. It would have made it really stressful for me because I would have had to sit there with a penny trying to undo those scratch and sniff things. <laughs> I don't think that... Did you have to use a penny for it? No, but I don't want my fingers smelling like farts and boogers. Yep. Hey. Only my pennies. <laughs> well, that that about wraps up Spy Kids 4 all the time in the world. Um, mm. Thank you guys for bearing with us through this series. We do have one more um, that we're going to do. It is Spy Kids Mission Critical. So we've decided we're going to watch the first two episodes of Spy Kids Mission Critical mm-hmm. for our episode that will come out two weeks from today. Um and uh, we're just going to kind of see how much of it we enjoy, see how much it s- seems to match up with the universe established in the Spy Kids movies, and uh, y- we'll use our, our patent-pending three questions to judge this one like we have all the others, and then we'll move into something very, very different. Yes. And, and uh, did we announce already what it was going to be? No, so we, what we want to do is we want to kind of go in sort of a different direction. Same idea of what we want to do for the show. We want to still watch kids' movies with our adult eyes. We may do a series every now and then. Our original plan was to go through the Shrek movies, all of them, and we oh. just kind of decided <laughs> that is a little exhausting. We, are we going to cover Shrek at some point? Definitely. Yes. Probably pretty soon, but uh, we probably won't do like six Shrek movies in a row or however mm. many there are with Puss in, Puss in Boots and all that. So we're just going to kind of bounce around and do uh, some 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 movies and we'll just uh, we'll figure out what we want to do next. Maybe we'll do a series soon. Maybe not. A Toy Story series would be fun in the future. There's only three of them, so that's not too long. A Pixar series would be fun. Yes, it would be very fun, except that's a lot of movies. Yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, we'd have to decide. We have to narrow it down. There's some that already have sequels. Um and there's an Incredibles 2 coming out soon, so an Incredibles. Mm-hmm. In like a month, or yeah. less than a month. Yep, we both love Incredibles, so that'll be fun to do in the future. Anyway, there's a lot of possibilities. For our not next episode, we're doing Spy Kids Mission Critical for the next one, but the one after that, we want to put it to a vote. We have a couple of standalone movies um, that we want to uh, present to you, and you guys will be the deciding factor on which one we cover next. Mm-hmm. Eli we- threw out one, and I threw out the other, and we both agreed that we liked either one. Mm-hmm. One is animated, one is live action. Clint, what so, was your uh, choice? Mine was the uh, the great hit that I haven't seen in a while, but I Me remember neither. it. I remember it being good. Uh, it was from the year, uh, if I can remember. 2005. 2005. It's uh, the animated movie Robots. Robots, directed by uh, Chris Wedge and Carlos Saldana, who also directed most of the Ice Age movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe all of them. Animation and looks very similar between the two, by the way. I think it's a little better in Robots. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I like Robots better than Ice Age, definitely. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if we were doing an Ice Age series? Uh, that was something uh, we entertained at one point, but that would be so exhausting. <laughs> yes, it would. We'll do Ice Age at some point. Maybe not all of them. So, Maybe yeah, the Robots one, is one of the options. Um, fun movie. It's got Ewan McGregor, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Mel, Williams, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks. Halle Berry. Uh, Amanda, Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Robin a lot of stars. Williams, yeah. A lot of stars in that one. The other one has... So, my pick has fewer stars <laughs> just a little just a few um my pick is a live action flick from mm-hmm. 2001 called max keeble's big move yes uh, it, <laughs> it's very funny 
from my memory. It may not hold up at all, but I remember having a lot of fun. Robes. Robes. Mm-hmm. Robe. His name was Robe, played by Josh Peck. He's really the only star that came out of that one. Yeah, he's the only one that is still notable. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, you know, teasing it for a little bit, um, I think that you and I should do a series of uh, live-action Nickelodeon TV shows where we cover, like, The Amanda Show, um, Drake and Josh, and uh, Ned's Declassified. So that's something fun. Yeah, that would be fun. In the future. Definitely. We'll do that one about 40 years into this podcast. <sighs> yep. No, we'll do that struggle soon. to remember. We don't have to just do movies. We can do t- TV shows, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to put up a Twitter poll. It'll probably go up today as this episode goes up. We'll leave it open for a week, so you guys will have a week to to vote because I know not everybody listens to the episode the day it comes out, obviously. So, right. um, and then we will announce on our next episode which one wins, which or one you can just look on Twitter. And then we'll that's do, what we'll do. We'll, we'll probably do both of them eventually, but it's just like he said earlier, um, it, not gonna lie, the Spy Kids movies recording them have been arduous. Yes. So, um, you've seen one, you've that, seen them all, but yeah. not really. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> But we want to do something that we remember being good. So So expect a little bit more variety from the show in the future moving forward. What we're going to do after that one. Expect less cynicism. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe more. Who knows? Mm. Um, So, yeah, what we're going to do after that, who knows? We'll announce that later. In the meantime, follow us on social media. Uh, We're at Purely Nostalgia on Twitter. I am at Elisha P. Smith on Twitter. And I'm at Clint J.H. Page good Jazz good hands. good good content coming from that twitter account and also uh, yours as well oh thank you sir you uh, just had like a massive tweet blow yeah up man i got 141 likes that's a big deal <laughs> for me it's my biggest one yet yeah tell that us wasn't what that like tweet a is. reply tell us what it. it was i thought it was really funny uh that's dumb i don't want to read my tweet fine i'll do oh, it oh come on when someone sneezes a good thing to say instead of bless you is please do not sneeze again <laughs> So that's what, uh, every, that's what everybody said. <laughs> so follow us on uh, Twitter. Also, um, we have a Facebook group, group called Purely Nostalgia, where we can post stuff and discuss things. If we got anything wrong, you can tell us on there or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Letterboxd, um, I am at Elisha P. Smith. What are you, Clint? Terry Nutbutter 345. It's actually 123, and I don't think I've told you this. Oh, yeah. But I actually made a Terry Nutbutter account. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's just Terry Nutbutter, not Terry Nutbutter123, because that was too many characters. Um, So, yeah, Spy Kids Mission Critical episode coming in two weeks. First two episodes, you want to watch them, they're on Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's going to have to listen. So freshman year of college, uh, my high school friend Bo uh, came and visited me, and he he spent the night in my dorm with me. And poor guy, I made him sleep in the floor, um, but he wasn't gonna sleep in my roommate's bed because I wouldn't want him to. That was disgusting. But um, we were bored in my dorm room, and I said, "Hey, you know what'd be fun is if we made a Craigslist ad." And um, he said, "Sure. What what should we do?" 
and uh, so we we made a fake ad for a dirt bike, and um, the dirt bike was being sold by somebody named Terry Nutbutter, and um, the story behind it was Terry was a hillbilly trying to he was getting rid of this dirt bike. It was free uh, because his son, uh, who was kind of he bought it for his son because his son was a sissy and all he wanted to do was cook. And um, so he gave him the dirt bike, and then uh, Terry's son crashed it into their porch and uh, killed himself as well as his pregnant mother. <laughs> and so he just thought that the dirt bike was cursed, and so he was trying to get rid of it. And so this we put up horrible. like a yeah, it it really is. And so we um, we put up like a a clip art of this old messed up, dirty looking dirt bike, and then put my friend Andrew's telephone number as like a reference for people to call, and it's like call or text me if you want this dirt bike. And then Andrew told me he got so many telephone calls. Of course of he did. People, yeah, of people being like, hey, Terry, I'm sorry to hear about your wife and kids, but I really like that dirt bike. That's horrible. <laughs> You're a bad person. And it is. It was really bad. Uh, I don't want I, that name on, on our, our letterbox account. <laughs> well, we made, <laughs> we made like a fake email, and I still use it as like my burner email. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, terrynutbutter123 at gmail.com. Shout out to terrynutbutter123. Shout out to terrynutbutter. 